0: in love with Jesus is the best thing I ever, ever did. If that's your testimony, just wave your hands to God and say thank you God, thank you. I want to ask you if you could remember Richard Stryker and his family. This Wednesday is a funeral service for his dad. Most of us don't lose two parents in one year and so if you could remember the Stryker family, the services will be here on Wednesday morning viewing at 9 and the service at 10.30. I want to say a special word of thanks to all those who continue to contribute to the success and the well-being of the worship. I want to thank the singers and musicians for their contributions, to thank the media ministry for its contribution, to thank the ambassadors for its contribution, to thank the deacons for faithfully making sure we have communion every Sunday Let's give thanks to all who are contributing to the work of God. I want to highlight two other members, and it's not that they're exclusive, but it's hard to find anybody who will go into a hospital or a nursing home and Dr. Barbara Campbell will. And on behalf of us has visited different folks. And Doctor Barbara, we just want to say thank you for your ministry. Pamela Owens, as you know, died about a week ago, traveled by train and Uber to the service. and When I came out of the Uber, guess who I saw? Denise Roman, who had traveled all the way from New York to give support to Pam's family. And Denise, thank you for your gift. To her family and representing us, let us look to God in prayer. Loving God, we are weak, but you are strong. Come now through the mystery of your presence and do what only God can do. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. There are some children going through their day in Mozambique and Senegal asking themselves the question, what do I deserve? There's a set of Families in Fiji and the Galapagos waking up this morning to the bright sunrise and asking what do I deserve? Their are families in Ireland and Italy, in Afghanistan and India, in Russia and China, in Alabama and right here in New York, asking the question, what do I deserve from California to Maine, from Florida to Alaska? there is the question, what do I deserve? I don't know if you've ever woken up in the morning and you ask yourself the question, what do I deserve? Jesus is outside of Jewish territory and in his the place where he finds himself, he is meeting a woman. A woman who by the Conditions of the first century had little or no rights. A woman of tar, a woman who is described as being Syrophoenician. One thing we do know was that Jewish folks didn't like them and they didn't like Jewish folks. One set would be considered insiders and the others outsiders. Jesus is staying at a residence and in that residence he is asking the question how can I just have some time away but this woman has a need and in the midst of her need she makes a claim this is what I deserve. Well, she comes to Jesus with a suffering child. She comes to Jesus with a daughter who has a demon or an unclean spirit. She comes to Jesus with Something weighing on her, weighing on her in ways that only a parent knows. She's coming to Jesus saying, you got to help me. And when she comes to the Son of God, the Son of God says something which we don't expect from Jesus. He says, let the children be fed first, for it is not fear to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Jesus, we don't know if it was a test because we weren't there. Some people in their generosity want to say, well, this must have been a test. The lovely thing is that this woman who heard something which could be considered insulting. Something which would, could have provoked her distrust for the contemptuous Jewish attitude toward Syrophoenicians. This mother with a daughter who is seriously afflicted. doesn't let what she heard diminish what she thought about herself. When you wake up in the morning and you stretch and some pieces of you work and some don't Do you enter your day saying, God, this is what I deserve. You see, this woman, even though she was being shunned, And dismissed, even though she was being ignored, even though she was being told that this was not her place and her time, even though she was being told, stay where you are, you cannot get this for your child. She did not hear it. Because she had heard from the living God that when you're made in his image and in his likeness, when you are made in the image of the Son of God, when God has carefully shaped you, and formed you, and brought you into this world that nobody can diminish you and take away from you what God has determined that you should have. I believe this woman had heard the voice of God saying, I shaped you, I formed you, You are deserving of the very best. You see, she entered this situation saying I'm worth it and my daughter is worth it and nothing in this world or in the world to come is going to separate me From the amazing love of God. Isn't Paul's testimony in Romans 8 powerful? He says, nothing in this life or in the life to come can separate you from the love of God. She heard what Jesus said, but also she knew Jesus's capacity to turn her sorrow into joy, to turn her mourning into happiness. Her nights could turn into day. She knew that Jesus Christ was the answer. When you know that Jesus is the answer, If you have to break a boundary, if you have to go against the taboo, if you have to just plop yourself at the table and says, if it's crumbs, I'm here. You see, she had met, she had heard about this Jesus. Wet with tax collectors. She had heard about this Jesus. Who broke bread with sinners. She had heard about this Jesus. Who the Pharisees and the scribes. And the publicans had contempt for. But she had heard about the God. Who says my table is for all people. And she says. I'm going to hold you to what I know is at the core of you. We live in today's world where unfortunately there are some folk who have decided who can vote and who can't and are eroding years of progress based upon a belief that we have the right to determine who can participate and who can't. We live in a world where some people have decided that opportunity and rights are not for everybody. So they dictate to women in Texas and in other parts of the country decisions about a woman's health. The same folk will not pass a bill against lynching black folks, but it's okay to determine choices for women. Christianity is in an epic struggle, a struggle for those who believe that God loves us all. Can I tell you one of the things that we are wrestling with? Everyone who studies housing in America says America needs six million new homes just to catch up. And that the majority of us can't afford to live anywhere Because it's just not affordable. It's not that people are not ambitious. It's not that they're not working. It's not that they have no desire for better for themselves. They just can't afford it. And our government has believed Wall Street that all they need to do is build 100,000 homes. 100,000 homes is a drop in the bucket If you look in Queens County alone. Yet nationwide. This is what our government is offering us. Because they believed. That some people are deserving of shelter. And some are not. When you read this text. This woman comes to Jesus and she doesn't believe it's a man's kingdom or a rich person's kingdom or a Jewish person's kingdom or a rabbi's kingdom or a white person's kingdom. She believes it is the kingdom of God. And that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him everyone should have access to the table. What kind of woman would tell Jesus that I'm not leaving until you give me and my family what we are deserving of? How much passion do you have for life? do you have for the things which are wholesome and good that you'd be willing to go the extra mile. Margie Warrell said, living by design means being intentional and clear about what you do each day. It's about taking a step back, polishing the lens through which you're viewing the world, challenging your perceptions, cross-examining your choices, and reassessing your actions. It's about letting go of the fear that you're supposed to be anywhere else than where you are right now but having the courage to be more deliberate about what you want for your future. We don't know her name, but she knew this was her moment. She knew that even though she was weak, she could be strong through Christ. She knew, even though she was vulnerable, that if God joins you in your vulnerability, He will see you through. She knew that she was special to God. Is there anybody? Who has ever said to you, stop, this is not your time. Well, this is what the woman says. Guess what? I will make it my time. Somebody said to her, this is not your place. She said, how dare you say, it's not my place. It's God's word. And God invites us all into it. It's interesting that after Jesus wrestles with this woman, he meets a man on the path in Tyre and Sidon. Sidon. This man can't hear well. This man has diminished living but the woman has given Jesus a word a word used twice in the greek new Test- in the greek scriptures a word called ephasa be open and i don't know if you've ever been at a place in your journey where everything is closed and then god opens it Because when God opens a door, when God makes a way, when God says enter in, when he opens it, he opens it yesterday, he opens it today, he opens it forever. Be open when God opened the world for this man as he had done for the woman. The scripture says joy entered in. And if there is a wish for you. As we enter this fall season. Is that God would open your life. And open your world. And open your circumstances. And open things up for you. That you would discover As the songwriter says, how great is our God. You go back and check the text. The text says that they couldn't keep him quiet. He just just was skipping. He was dancing. He was telling everybody he keeps on doing great things. He keeps on Doing great things. He makes the deaf to hear, the mute to speak, the blind to see, the broken to be healed. He keeps on doing great things for those of us who believe that we are deserving of the amazing blessings that God Has for us. Don't let anybody in America or anyone around the world make you believe that you are deserving of less. You are worth it. That's why Jesus died. You are deserving. For by grace. Are you saved. Through faith. Not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. But then in the same passage. The apostle says. You are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. For good works. If you are deserving. You show up and you say, God, however it has to come to me, I'm ready. Open the door.